Hi, I'm Dave Westberg, and you're listening to the Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by Adomni. Adomni, increase your revenue today by listing your digital billboard on Adomni. Today's podcast guest is T.G. Shaw, president of Reeves Shaw Media. Welcome to the show, T.G. Hey, thanks, Dave. Good to be here. T.G., how did you get into the out-of-home business? Well, um, I grew up in the northern suburbs of Atlanta, and when I graduated high school, I went to Valdosta State University in South Georgia. And, you know, down at Valdosta, I majored in marketing, and during my senior year, we were tasked with putting together a marketing plan for a local company. And so, of course, I was in charge of gathering advertising costs, and that's when I reached out to Lamar, which really started my interest in out-of-home. After graduation, I moved back to Atlanta and stayed in touch with the Lamar Atlanta office until they were ready to hire me. Wow. And in this case, persistence paid off. (laughs) So you literally were doing a project in school, talked to the Lamar people, they liked you, you liked them, turned into a job. Kind of, you know, I originally was talking to the Valdosta office. At Uh that time, uh, Lamar had a market in Valdosta, and so they had provided the general manager's name in Atlanta. And so when I graduated, I had reached out to him. They originally weren't hiring. Mm-hmm. So just kind of <laughs> stayed in touch with him over you know several months. And then finally, they brought me in for an interview. Smart. You know, out-of-home companies are always somewhere in the United States. Someone's looking for a good sales rep. So if it's not in Valdosta, it's in Atlanta. Now, how did you then your career path go from there to where you are now? Well, I was with Lamar in Atlanta for over 15 years and originally was hired on as the sales assistant to the sales manager. And quickly from there, I went into a national accounts manager role. And so I really facilitated all of the national buys for the Lamar Atlanta office for pretty much my entire tenure over at, at Lamar. You know, no, nothing really in particular that made me want to change. I think, you know, I was just kind of getting burnt out of the, the big corporate world. And, you know, of course, knowing Patty for many years as a client at Lamar, we just kind of struck up a conversation about potentially me joining Reeves Media and the rest is, is history. Which brings me to Reeves Shaw Media. Can you just give a little overview what Reeves Shaw does and what's new at the company? Sure. Yeah, well, Reeves Shaw Media, we represent some high-profile, iconic, independent vendors in the Atlanta, Georgia area, as well as across the country. And we definitely have some you know, exciting things happening right now with, uh, of course, my new ownership role in the company and the appointment of Diane Barassa as our director of sales in the Northeast. You know, Patty had driven this ship for many years all by herself, doing everything from invoicing to, you know, to sales until I joined the company in 2019. And we've become a really great team and I just hope to see continued growth in both sales and inventory. You've got some really high-profile boards. I know in Atlanta, don't you have, what do they call it? They used to call it the Turner sign. You've got a bunch of other really high-profile boards, don't you? We do. And, and of course, our inventory fluctuates uh, from Mm -hmm. time to time. But, you know, we we represent quite a few units on the 7585 connector, which is one of the highest impression interstates in the entire country. But we also have some targeted units in in Buckhead, as well as across the suburbs. So we've actually grown into a, a fairly good little plant down here in Atlanta. And you are not, am I right? You're not just Atlanta. You've got some a lot of other boards, other different places. 
Oh, we do. You know, we've got other markets across the country and mm-hmm. potentially looking at some, some additional inventory in New York City right now. Mm-hmm. You know, while while through the, the whole COVID thing, you know, we've really tried to focus more on our core Atlanta market. You know, we are always, you know, looking and, and looking at other options in other markets as well. So having the national background, having some high profile boards, you probably have a very interesting perspective into the impact COVID's had in your markets. For sure. Yeah. You know, COVID has been tough on everyone from what I've seen. And, you know, I don't think anyone is immune, the out-of-home industry, you know, big companies and small companies alike. Uh, Of course, you know, we do do a lot of national business. And that was the first to go when all this hit in mid-March of 2020. So, you know, what we've been trying to do is be, you know, as flexible as possible and really just trying to provide added value and public service to local, regional and national companies that have a stake in Atlanta. You know, we've also kind of pivoted and tried to go after more local sales as well, because local sales are currently, you know, it's currently up in the market. But so, yeah, you know, but we're, we're starting to see national come back. You know, we're getting, getting more and more RFPs, mm. quite a few holds. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely excited and hopeful for the, the return of the national dollars. TG, what's your sense of local? You know, I, I look and I happen to own billboards in Indiana and Minneapolis. And I, March was terrible for me. March and April, my revenue was down 50% in March, 35% in April. May, it was down maybe 15%. But what's fascinating, June and July now, my revenue is above where it was before COVID. However, it's local. It's all, all local. Have you seen a similar short, sharp reduction, or are we finding it's a little more longer term because national is taking longer to come back? Mm-hmm. You know, it really varies. Yeah. Of course, a lot of our units are, are in the heart of downtown. And yes. so you don't have a lot of local clients on, you know, those those high profile units. So we've yes. really had to become, you know, very flexible and just, you know, really retool the way we sell yes. to these local clients because they can't and, you know, typically don't want to spend the money like a national advertiser does. So we've mm-hmm. done creative things like offering half spots, mm-hmm. you know, I guess discounted timing, say for versus one week versus four weeks. You know, we're, we're really just trying to be as flexible as possible. And, you know, really, I don't want to turn away any budget at this point. You know, it's something that we want to, you know, really vet and look where we can really bring the most bang for the buck for a client, whether that be local or national. Let's take a break here for a word from our sponsor. Adomni easily connects with Dectronics, Formedco, Prism View, or Watchfire billboards and enables advertisers and agencies to quickly find and buy your unsold billboard space. With Audience IQ technology, advertisers can target consumer profiles such as demographics, behavior, and interests that travel past your billboards. Join the fastest-growing out-of-home network with over 100,000 digital screens. Visit adomni.com or email sales at adomni.com to learn more. Mention this Billboard Insider podcast to receive one free year of Adomni's white-labeled booking engine on your website. Tichi, what are the keys to effectively selling out of home? Well, I feel the key to effectively selling out of home is to clearly explain the benefits of the medium. 
and to be a trustworthy, dependable source of information for clients. As we all know, it's a different process working with a national agency versus a local HVAC company. So just knowing how to talk to folks across the spectrum of business is key. Mm -hmm. Being a small minority-owned company in Atlanta, we see our inventory on a weekly basis and never stop working for our clients. Whether it's a last-minute copy change on a Saturday morning or a friendly conversation about family, you know, we're always available seven days a week. And really, I think just being available and responsive is, is half the battle. Mm-hmm. What are some of the most common objections you hear from the agency world to out-of-home, and how do you mitigate them from the agency or from the big national buy side? With our main market being Atlanta, which, uh, of course, is one of the most competitive out-of-home markets in the country, the most common objection I hear is, is typically price, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, the units we represent are some of the biggest and boldest in the market, but I always do my best to find options for any budget. Mm-hmm. It's usually in a market like this, it's usually out of home company versus out of home company instead of out of home versus another advertising medium. Mm-hmm. I think Atlanta is, is slightly different in that, of course, we have a ton of companies utilizing the power of out of home already. And so a lot of times you're just going up against your competitor. You're not necessarily going up against radio. So that's kind of the biggest objection that, that I typically hear is, is is price, which is unfortunate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have this image in my mind of the 20-something media buyer that's sitting at a computer, doesn't want to talk on the phone, email only. Is that what a typical media buyer's like? Are they different from that picture, that stereotype I'm carrying in my mind? You know, David definitely varies. Yeah. You know, we work with a lot of really, really great media buyers and, yeah. and you know, all of the out of home placement agencies. And, you know, I think they all do a, a really, really good job. You know, you're right in that it's tough to get somebody on the phone typically. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and that's where we really kind of need to go sometimes because with everybody working remotely these days, you know, meetings are few and far between. Mm-hmm. So we really need to be able to have a conversation to explain, you know, the benefits of our inventory because, you know, a lot of times my inventory is is slightly different and one of a kind versus your standard, you know, digital bulletin. So, you know, it does take a little bit more explanation, in which case, you know, I'm not so sure they always read my extremely long emails explaining (laughs) the units. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. But so, you know, we always try and get people on the phone as much as we can. You know, being a busy guy myself, I understand, you know, how a phone call conversation can easily turn into an hour and then you're so far behind. So you got to do what's best for everybody. And that's kind of what I, I leave out to the to the agency contacts, you know, whatever's best for you. I, I'm always available and they're, they're always free to call me to discuss any time. And, and that's one thing, too. I like to be more of an advocate for out of home as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in my opinion, I feel that if a client comes to out of home and it works well for them, whether that's with me, Lamar, Outfront or Clear Channel, you know, they're going to come back to the medium and I'll have a chance at it next time around. So it's one of those things, you know, I always try and, and just promote the medium as best we can. But but yeah, not not everybody's like that stereotype. You know, it's funny. I, I wonder with the way drones and video were able to take good video, much better sign video now. I, I wonder if we'll ever get to a point right now. All the agencies are like, send me your spreadsheet, send me your data. If you'll ever see, oh, by the way, send me your link to your video of the sign so I can look at your sign video because so much, a real high quality, iconic sign just pops when you've got a good, good drone video of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think drone videos will get more popular as they, you know, of course, 
few years ago, it was fairly expensive to do something like that. But yes. these days, it is definitely more cost effective. Drone videos are great for showing surroundings of the area mm. and mm. that sort of thing. But I think at the end of the day, people want to see it from the driver's perspective. I mean, that's ultimately the read of the unit. And, and that's what these buyers are wanting to see. You know, I think it never hurts to have a little, you know, video mm. as an added sales tool for sure. Yeah. What is the out-of-home sale you're proudest of? Uh, this is a tough one because uh, so many come to mind, but I think one sticks out is yeah. a campaign that I'd actually worked on with Patty prior to joining Reeves Media. Uh, as you're aware, I was with Lamar in Atlanta yes. for, for many years, and, yes. and we at the time, we had just acquired this old water tower from an independent vendor that Patty had worked with. Mm -hmm. And at the time, the current advertiser was not renewing, so we were tasked with finding a new advertiser for this very unique display. On a water tower. Yeah, 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 on a water tower. Yeah. yeah. You know, with great teamwork between Patty and then myself and then with Lauren Lindsay, who was with Billups at the time, mm -hmm. we were able to secure Georgia Aquarium to a three year contract wow. on that on that unique display, which was a huge accomplishment. And they also, you know, we also worked with them directly with putting up a huge 18 foot tall 3D penguin oh on my. top of the tower. Oh my. And of course, I was instrumental in, you know, getting that produced through our 3D team at Lamar Graphics. So mm -hmm. we'd love to give them a shout out. They did a really great job on, on that. And it was a great campaign. You know, it stayed up there for three years. Wow. And the penguin's name was George. So we, uh, <laughs> we all had a. Had a drink after we put him up there. It was about six to seven months of work, but wow. uh, at the end of the day, it was well worth it. Was the penguin foam, or was it a board? If it's 3D, was it fabricated? What, what was the penguin made of? Yeah, yeah. Lamar Graphics fabricated it. It was actually a foam interior with a hard coat. Oh, you're kidding! <laughs> no, across the whole thing, and I can I can share yeah. pictures with yeah. you. We got some cool drone video of it too. It's amazing, but it was really neat. Yeah, yeah. they unfortunately the client didn't renew. Yeah. I think last year, but yeah. but you know they they really enjoyed the campaign. It, it created a lot of buzz for their for their mascot George. Well, in three years is a great that's a great contract. That's a terrific contract, TG. Well, tell us about a time you made a mistake selling out a home and what you learn from it. You know, it's like everyone makes mistakes. I, I tell people I always, I prefer not to make the same mistake twice or to make a mistake and then say, okay, I learned something. I, I won't, I learned something. I put in my feedback loop so I never make the same mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. You know, I think the biggest mistake one can make when selling out of home is not knowing your inventory. Hmm. You know, I've made the mistake in selling a board that I thought was a good read, but I hadn't seen it with my own eyes in, in quite some time. So, you know, it turns out trees grow significantly in a year, and needless <laughs> to say, the board was not worth what I sold it for. Yes, you, yes. you know, of course, I, I made it right with an alternate, but, you know, it's not a conversation you want to have with a client, especially a new one. You know, and I've just found in, in years and being in the business, I mean, just, just own up to your mistakes. You, mm -hmm. you know, people are a lot nicer than I think we we feel they are sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always been one that, you know, if it was my mistake, I'm going to own up to it and I'm going to make it right. And, you know, so I think that's the, the biggest advice there is just, just own your mistakes and, and make them right. There's so much to be said for I screwed up. Not I screwed up and here's why or I screwed up because, but... I'm sorry, I screwed up. <laughs> it's so yeah, refreshing yeah. when you, you hear know, that, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And just being, you know, at Lamar for so long and working with a lot of agencies and just customers across the board, 
too often the vendor is the end result. It's always blamed on the vendor, regardless of whose mistake it was. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I think at the end of the day, you own up to your mistakes and then, you know, you, you're, you're graceful in the mistakes of others. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think, TG, Out of Home needs to do to boost its share? So isn't Out of Home, it's at about 4% of total ad spend. What do you think Out of Home needs to do to boost its share from there? Gosh, that's the age-old question since I've been in the industry. And, it, you know, I think... I think the industry has done a great job in aligning with how other mediums are bought nationally. And of course, Geopath has been a great driving force for that. This has been years in the making from converting from monthly billing to four-week billing mm. all the mm. way up to, you know, our current weekly impressions data, mm-hmm. you know. And at the end of the day, I mean, we're all one team when looking at gaining overall spend and think it's important to have compelling voices telling the right stories to the larger brands. Mm-hmm. You know, too often than not, us vendors aren't at that table. And so Mm -hmm. we can't advocate for our medium. We're having to allow somebody else advocate for the medium. So it's important for these, you know, especially the out-of-home placement agencies to to have, you know, key people in those roles that can really tell the story for out-of-home if us vendors aren't able to do it. Mm -hmm. It points to, to me, continued emphasis at OAAA of the need to continue to carry the ball for out-of-home and tell the story for out-of-home. Why to use out-of-home, how it supplements other media, how it's what its advantages, what its strengths are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, and of course, the flexibility of digital, you know, really has allowed companies that haven't previously used out of home to to use the medium and to be able to, you know, change copy often. And so, you know, we're seeing more more people coming into the medium, like, you know, the movie business, you know, that was a big, Mm -hmm. of course, that's all but dead right now. Mm -hmm. But that was a big segment for us a few years ago when digital, you know, came came along more more prevalently mm-hmm. you know and so they kind of opened the movie business out to some of the other markets versus just keeping it in LA and New York and so we saw a good good increase in that but yeah you know I think at the end of the day it's we all need to work together to continue to gain overall share by just promoting the benefits and the long long-term branding opportunities that that out of home provides that's all for this week thanks for coming on the show TG Thanks, Dave. This podcast was edited by Lucas Jones and sponsored by Adomni. Adomni. Increase your revenue today by listing your digital billboard on Adomni. You can listen to episodes of the Billboard Insider podcast by visiting BillboardInsider.com or by subscribing to the Billboard Insider podcast on iTunes or any of the usual podcast outlets. Our email is BillboardInsider at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple weeks.